Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky, and I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Friday, November 11th. Today is Veterans Day, and I hope you will remember that. As we look into the scripture, we are looking in the book of Ezra, the Old Testament book of Ezra, chapter 9, but I'm focusing primarily on verse number 5. All this week, we're going to be looking at this book of the Bible and this chapter and particular instance of Ezra calling on God. I've titled my message for this week, It's Time to Take a Knee. And we're going to be talking about Colin Kaepernick and that whole situation of taking a knee, but using it in another realm of looking at prayer and how there is a need for prayer. Today we are going to complete the message that we began on Monday about prayer. We've looked at the beginning of sorrows. Number two, we looked at the battle in the soul. And now today we're looking at the bowing and the supplication. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Turn in your Bible to the book of Ezra, chapter number 9. One verse that I really want to pull out and uh, make some statements and some comments about. Verse number 5 is where I'm going to take my main text. The Bible says, And at the evening sacrifice I rose up from my heaviness, and having rent my garments and my mantle, I fell upon my knees and spread out my hands unto the Lord my God. Before I give you my title, I want to give you some introduction. It'll be unusual for me because it's an analogy that I'm taking from secular world, sports world, uh, that I'm going to give you some information that in a sense is not important to us, but it lays the groundwork that I can give you my point and hopefully drive the point home. My question is, have you ever heard of Colin Kaepernick. He became nationally and internationally famous for quote-unquote taking a knee instead of standing for the playing of the national anthem. Initially, he didn't kneel. Initially, he just kept his seat. He remained seated in the preseason NFL game of the San Francisco 49ers. Yet my point for mentioning Mr. Kaepernick and this trend is not to project my personal patriotism or my personal viewpoint, but my purpose is to point out Mr. Kaepernick, if sincere in the statements and beliefs that he claims, has found something worthy of risking his career, something worthy of risking his personal fame over. He has found something that he deems to be worthy of taking a knee over. I want to preach this morning from Ezra chapter 9 verse 5 on it's time to take a knee. It's time to take a knee. Ezra said in verse number 5, And at the evening sacrifice, I rose up from my heaviness, and having rent my garments and my mantle, I fell upon my knees and spread out my hands unto the Lord my God. When I look around our nation, when I look around our church, 
When I look around our families, I say it's time to take a knee. Uh, let me ask you, do you tremble at the Word of God? Do you just shrug it off? Does the preaching of the Word of God affect you? Does it change you? Amen. Do you believe and repent at the preaching of the Word of God? I remember hearing a preacher say this years ago. He made a statement about statements that I've heard many other preachers make. He said, I've heard some of you say, you may preach me to the altar, but you'll never preach me out the door. He said, some of you I have never seen in the altar. And I've seen you go out the door. Amen. Does it, does it move us? And I'm not just talking about to come up front. I'm talking about to get a hold of God. Does it move us to get a hold of God? Do we repent? Does the sin of your own heart trouble you? or And do you weep over the sins of others? Does it bother you that God's great name is dishonored? Amen. When we hear cursing, it ought to offend us. Amen. It ought to offend us when we hear somebody curse the name of our God. But I'm going to tell you something that's probably worse than a blasphemer cursing the name of God. That is God's people disrespecting the name of God. Amen. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. Matthew Henry said this about this verse. I like what he said. He Listen, quote, he said, Those that tremble at the word of God cannot but tremble at the sins of men, by the which the law of God is broken and his wrath and curse is incurred. Matthew Henry said, If you tremble at the word of God, you'll tremble and weep over the sins of men. Amen. Again, I say, if, if just one of us, if just one of us would get bothered, if, if we'd be touched by the feelings of these infirmities that are around us, not to rise up as a Pharisee, again, I'm not talking about rise up and say, woe, woe is y'all, but say, woe is us. Amen. We're all in a heap of trouble because we have dishonored the name of God. Amen. If one person would recognize that, would begin to fast and pray, if one person would begin to weep, and call on God for help. Maybe others would join in. They'd be influenced. Amen. Ezra didn't do it to influence others. He just did it because he was concerned about the honor of God. And he was concerned about the sins of the people of God. Amen. The, the third thing is the bowing and the supplication. Verses 5 and 6. The bowing and the supplications. And at that time, or I'm sorry, and at the evening sacrifice... I rose up from my heaviness and having rent my garment and my mantle, I fell upon my knees and spread out my hands unto the Lord my God and said, Oh my God, I am ashamed and blush to lift up my face to thee, my God, for our iniquities are increased over our head. He's, he's saying almost like we're drowning in our iniquities. It's over our head. And our trespass is grown up into the heavens. He said it sinks clear to heaven. Because the sin of God's people. Reminds you of Sodom and Gomorrah, doesn't it? God said the stench of their sin has ascended up into heaven. The bowing and the supplication. Now we're not told what went through the mind of Ezra. What his heart was feeling at the time. We don't know while he sat there astonished. But we can guess when we hear the words that he says when he calls on God. Amen. Even though Ezra had been overcome with emotion and dread... Yet Ezra did not become a fatalist or a pessimist. He got up and went to God. Amen. He went to God in prayer. 
Notice what he said. It was at the time of the evening sacrifice. You see that in verse 5? It was at the time of the evening sacrifice. Some commentators say that the evening sacrifice, it was done every evening, every day at the same time, that the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice was a time when those who lived in Jerusalem, those who were pious and had the opportunity, would go to the temple themselves during that time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. As that sacrifice, as the smoke went up to heaven, their prayers went up to heaven. And they joined in. It was the time of the evening prayers. The time of the evening sacrifice. And that they would go up there and pray at that time. And and that does seem to agree with the Scriptures in Acts chapter number 3 and verse number 1. The Bible says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. That would be the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. It was called the time of prayer or the hour of prayer. That they would come together and they would pray. It looks like that Ezra took that opportunity to get up from his dread, from his emotional upset experience, to get up, gather up, and go to the house of God and lift up his voice unto God. By the way, this offering of the evening sacrifice, that was the time that Elijah chose, if you remember that. He let the prophets of Baal make their noise and have their shindig up till the time of the evening sacrifice. And at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice there, First Kings chapter 18, he, he made that altar, got his altar ready and made prayer unto God. Amen. The psalmist seems to agree with that same sense. Ties prayer with this specific offering. In Psalm 141 verse 2, the psalmist said, Let my prayer be set forth before thee as incense, and the lifting up my hands as the evening sacrifice. Lord, accept my prayer like you accept the evening sacrifice. And so there's a connection made there. Here, here's my point. Although Ezra felt terrible, although Ezra looked terrible. Can you imagine? Clumps of hair pulled out, clumps of beard pulled out, garments rent. It doesn't say sat in dust and ashes, but I wouldn't have been surprised. Another thing they would do is they'd take those, that, that dust and ashes and Throw it on their head to show their grief and their their agony of that. So he felt terrible and he looked terrible, but he got up and went to the house of God at the time of prayer. Amen. You know why? Because he was driven to pray for the people of God. Amen. He was driven to pray for his own people. And I guess right here I ought to plug it here. I think it's, it seems to be getting too easy to miss church lately, just to be honest with you. Now, if you can't come... I don't want you to feel bad about not coming. But if you can come, I want you to feel bad if you don't come. You ought to. Amen. After what God's done for you. I remember Brother Kurtman coming about shortly after he got saved. He's having a revival meeting at their church. He said that he had gone to work. He was leaving work and was getting ready to go get ready and go to church. And he met one of his friends from church, one of the church members. And there's a, there's a railroad track. They met right at the railroad track. It was summertime, had their windows down. And he said he, he met his friend and he, and he hollered at him. He said, hey, see you at church tonight. And said that fellow said, I, I won't be there tonight. I'm tarred. That's the way he said it. I'm tarred. Brother Kirkman said, don't you think the Lord got tired going up Calvary? Amen. Don't you think our Lord was tired carrying the sins of the whole world on his back? Yeah. Yeah. Carrying that old rugged cross, but he took it. 
Amen. He took it and he went all the way. And the least we can do is go a little way for him. Amen. Amen. And I'll just talk to the Supreme Court. They said if you can go shopping, you ought to be able to go to church. They said if you can go to the movies, you ought to be able to go to church. That's what the Supreme Court of the United States said this week. Amen. But it grieves me to see people slipping because I'm going to tell you what I know. What happens is when you slip, it don't stop there genuinely. Generally, when you start slipping, it gets slipperier and slipperier. And you say, well, I'll, I'll just miss and I won't miss nothing. No, you will miss something. You will miss something. And it won't help you. It'll hurt you. Ezra felt terrible. Ezra looked terrible. But Ezra had a burden on his heart. So he got up and went to the house of God. Now, I don't know if he went down to the altar or not. It don't, it don't say. It don't, it really don't even say definitely that he went to the temple, but that, that offer of the evening sacrifice tends to include the temple and with his heart burning for God. And that's, he's, he was giving his life now at the temple and for the temple. I can't imagine that he, that he didn't. I, I think he got up and went to the temple, perhaps went to the altar. He was a, a Levite. He was a priest. He had the ability to deal with that altar in itself. But he, he rose up from his heaviness and he cried out to God in his sorrow. Amen. He took a knee. He took a knee. He said that everybody else may be singing and everybody else may be applauding and everybody else may be getting ready to play a game. But I've got something more serious than that. I've got something that causes me to get down on my knees and call on God. Can I tell you, don't just sit in your sorrow. Get on your knees and reach out to heaven. Amen. Don't just wallow in your guilt, in your shame, even in your sorrow and your anguish. Don't just wallow in it. Call on God. Confess to God. Amen. Tell Him all about it. Amen. Pour your heart out to God. Lay hold on the horns of the altar of God. Amen. If you take the time to study Ezra's prayer here, you'll find something amazing. I never noticed it till again, Matthew Henry said it. And he said this prayer, I'm pretty sure it's him. He said this prayer cannot technically be called a prayer because there's no petition in the whole prayer. He never asked God for anything. You read it. He just confessed to God. He just told God, I'm sorry. You remember when that prodigal son went back to the father? He said, I'll say to him, I will arise. I'll go back to my father and I'll say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in thy sight and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. When he went back and he got to the father... The father saw him a great way off. The father ran down, fell on his neck. You know that story. And the, the son said, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in thy sight. And before he could ask him, just make me as one of thy hired servants, the father was already there and was already showering him with blessings. Amen. I'm going to tell you, I believe if we'd get honest with God, if we'd have this kind of prayer, the kind of prayer that don't just ask for something, but the kind of prayer that just admits to something, the kind, amen, the kind of prayer that just acknowledges, Lord, we've made a mess of this thing. We've made a mess. And you deserve better, Lord. Amen. It's all confession, this prayer is. It's all repentance and confession. Ezra's prayer is all about coming clean with God. It's all about telling him the truth about their sin. And by the way, you'll notice Ezra didn't say it's them, it's them, it's them, oh Lord. No, Ezra took part of it. He said, we're guilty, Lord. 
I'm part of your people. These are your people. And we're guilty. Even though Ezra was not personally guilty of this sin, yet he owned it and personally grieved over it. You know why? Because it dishonored his God. Amen. I'm going to close my message right here. Look at verse 6. Let, let me say this and, I, and I, in conclusion. Here's what he said. And said, Oh my God, I am ashamed and blush to lift up my face to thee, O God, uh, uh, to thee, my God. For our iniquities are increased over our head and our trespass is grown up into the heavens. He said, Lord, I don't even deserve the opportunity to come to the altar. I don't even deserve the opportunity to get in the closet. I don't even deserve the opportunity to bow my knees. I ought to have my legs knocked out from under me. I ought to be laying flat on my back under the judgment of God. Amen. But Ezra found something. I'm going back to what Colin Kaepernick. Ezra found something that was worthy of taking a knee over. Something he believed strong enough. And I think Ezra was right. I think Kaepernick is wrong. But he found something that was worthy of confessing his sin to God or the confessing to God the sin of the people. Amen. I wonder if one of us, if more than one of us, would find something worthy of taking a knee before God over. Here's what the Bible says in Second Chronicles seven fourteen: If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. And seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. By the way, there does not mean one in, not one individual. It's not as a, as a group. Amen. Turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. James 4 verses 9 and 10 says, be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Amen. I wonder if somebody this morning would be willing to afflict yourself. I'm talking about get a hold of God. I'm not talking about beat yourself up. I I think you understand what I'm talking about. Say, Lord, my heart's broken. Lord, give me a burden for the sins of my family. Give me a burden for the honor of my God. Give me a burden for revival among the people of God. A stirring among the people of God. Amen. Give me a burden. Is this a cause worth putting the football game on hold to make a point of getting a hold of God? Make a point of getting on your knee? You know what Kaepernick's idea was to raise awareness. Now, I'm going to tell you, we need some awareness raised about the need for prayer. Amen. Is repentance and revival worthy of laying aside your business pursuits and your fame, your personal reputation? Is it worth taking a knee over? Let's stand to our feet. And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. As that concludes another week of radio broadcasting, we do hope you have a great weekend. I hope you'll be in the house of God on the Lord's Day And I'd love to take this opportunity to invite you to come and be with us here at the Island Ford Baptist Church, located at 1415 Island Ford Road here in Madisonville, Kentucky. Our Sunday morning service, Sunday school starts up at 1015 a.m. and then the preaching time at 1105 a.m. as well. Sunday evening service is at 630 p.m. 
Love to have you come and be part of those with us. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepherd saying good day and God bless you.